Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee completed his comprehensive work called the Life Study of the Bible before going to be with the Lord in 1997, and we are pleased to bring you recorded excerpts from the Life Study of Colossians on today's broadcast. Now, let's join today's Life Study. It's a marvelous feeling to share Christ with someone even pray with them as they accept the Lord Jesus for the first time. But typically, what happens to them after this initial step? Colossians chapter 1, verse 28 says, Christ, whom we announce, admonishing every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man full-grown in Christ. We need to check within. Are we satisfied just to lead someone to salvation, or are we, as Paul was, burdened, even consumed with their being brought on to maturity. Ron Kangas has joined us again today to consider just what it means to present someone full-grown in Christ. Brother Ron, welcome back. I appreciate the opportunity, Chris, to fellowship on this verse. Succinctly, I'd like to remark on, uh, reading it again, Christ whom we announce. Right away, we, you have something of a corporate labor with God's goal in view. Announce Christ himself, not just so many gospel points, but Christ himself is announced. And the way that is done is by admonishing everyone who believes and teaching everyone who believes in all wisdom. These details are quite remarkable. Admonishing is really quite an uplifted word. And teaching, uh, not just teaching crowds of people, teaching individuals showing a concern for the development of every believer. This has to be done not only in wisdom, but in all wisdom. And Colossians 2 reveals that in Christ, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden. So surely we need to draw upon that wisdom. Then we have the goal indicated by that. We, not I, a giant doing a ministry by himself, that we may present. This implies an offering, something presented to God as an issue. Every man, everyone, full-grown, fully mature, perfected in Christ, in the organic union with Christ. Don't you just love the Word of God and love all the particulars in the Word of God? And since we're on this verse and this chapter, we can say we really appreciate this verse, what we'll see again, Chris, is another unusual and unexpected presentation of a crucial matter in Colossians. Why is it unusual and why is it unexpected? Because it's so contrary to the common, and I would say rather elementary, approach to the divine revelation and to a book like Colossians. This message will be especially helpful 
first to those who truly want to grow in the Lord, and second for those who are burdened not only for their own growth, but for the growth of other believers under their care. In this matter of growth to maturity and presenting others full-grown in Christ, we once again need to be enlightened and governed by the vision of God's goal in his economy, which is to have a corporate expression of Christ. So I would just like to situate this verse in such a context of fellowship that we may have a greater appreciation for all that will be coming forth from our brother Lee and that we trust under the Lord's blessing through our interaction in fellowship. Ron, there's an awful lot of gospel work done in this age, and I would say in a general way. We're really seeing something today that I think is, uh, you use the word uplifting, and I'm going to use it again if I could. This is an uplifted view of presenting and following through with the gospel today, isn't it? It is. It is enriched, uplifting. But as we're pointing this out, we would like to say in a spirit of love that we honor and respect all the labor in the preaching of the gospel today among or by the Lord's people. That when Paul was in prison, as recorded in Philippians, he rejoiced that Christ was preached. And we are by no means belittling or undervaluing the gospel activity of any other believers. But we have to acknowledge that what is commonly presented is less than what Paul presented. And the goal of the gospel preaching today is almost universally at variance with God's goal in the New Testament. So we need some adjustment and we need much uplifting in our understanding both of the content of the gospel and the goal of the gospel. And this message should help us significantly in this regard. Well, let's get right to it. Here's Witness Lee. Presenting every man matured or full-grown in Christ. How to do this? Even in preaching the gospel, we must have a concept as a goal for us to reach. That is, our goal to preach the gospel is to present people mature, full-grown in Christ. So, when we preach the gospel to people, in the first step, our goal must be to minister Christ to such a sinner. We help them to believe in the Lord. Yet, our goal is not just to save them from God's condemnation. It's not just to receive a kind of forgiveness by God. But the main thing is to minister Christ into them. To put Christ into them. If we fail in doing this, our preaching is not up to standard. Our hearers, our listeners to our preaching must be infused with Christ. Christ has to be put into them. We all have to admit, if we are not a person 
experiencing Christ to such an extent as such a one, it's hard for us to minister such a Christ to others. If we never have the experience to live by Christ, we cannot help people to live by Christ. If we are going to minister Christ to people for their life, for them to live by, we ourselves must take the lead to live by Christ. Our daily life is one that we live by Christ. We live Christ, we grow Christ, we produce Christ. So spontaneously, when we contact people, what we are will be infused into people. If we are going to minister Christ to the people around us, for doing this, we have to experience Christ firstly by ourselves. We must pray and we must seek after what is Christ being the portion of the saints to me. I like to have some personal experience of Christ being the very good land to me. This is quite practical. We all can put this into practice. Ron, it seems clear that the burden here uh, is that we need to be in the genuine experience of Christ ourselves as a prerequisite for our gospel preaching to others. He mentioned that when we preach the gospel to people, we should take as our goal that we could present them full-grown in Christ. This is much different, as we talked earlier, than the general goal of helping people to believe just so that they could be spared from God's eternal judgment. How does our own enjoyment of Christ in his fullness help us to reach such a goal? In the time we have uh, available to fellowship on this point, I would like to mention uh, two ways. And one is more or less obvious. The other uh, is not. But even the obvious one is uh, no less significant for being obvious. And that is, we cannot be used by the Lord to bring others farther in Christ than we ourselves have gone. If we know only the rudiments of the gospel, that Christ died a vicarious death for our redemption, and that God accepted his sacrifice for our sins, and God raised him from the dead and exalted him, and he will come again. If that's all we know and all we appreciate, then we can help others only to that extent. So it's very reasonable to say that we ourselves need to be continually advancing in our experience and enjoyment of Christ in his fullness. Then spontaneously, we can be used by God in his grace to bring others at least as far as we have gone. A sad thing among believers, and I'm speaking generally, is that many of those who preach and teach, although they may be advanced in theology or pastoral care and church administration, are not that developed in the experience and enjoyment of Christ. So God's people are frustrated. The other aspect of my response in fellowship is that God's goal 
as indicated by Paul's word, is to present everyone full-grown in Christ. So in order for believers to be full-grown, they need Christ, not just objectively as their Savior and Lord, but subjectively as their life, as the content of their God-created and redeemed vessel, as the constituent of their regenerated being, that we cannot grow in ourselves. The growth is in Christ. We eventually will be full-grown in Christ, So we need Christ imparted to us, not simply uh, teachings concerning Christ, but Christ himself. So therefore, we need to enjoy Christ in his fullness so that we can be used to bring others at least as far as we have gone. And if we're going on and on, then we can bring others on and on. And we need to enjoy Christ in his fullness so that we actually have Christ as a reality to impart to others as we're ministering the Word of God in the Spirit. You said, uh, Ron, we need to be imparting Christ, not just imparting teachings. I wish we had more time. I'd love to explore this a little bit. Can you give us a 30-second development? We appreciate the teachings. We have to have the proper teachings. But the teachings are like a plate, vessels that are necessary but they're necessary to convey a certain organic substance. It's sad to have empty bowls and empty plates in gatherings of believers. What we need is to present the teachings with an intrinsic content, which is Christ himself. So as we are ministering the word and teaching the word, we have the teaching as the vehicles or the vessels But there is an organic content to that. That is Christ. We advocate, as Paul does, a teaching that is accurate and clear and with authority from the Word of God, yet it's a healthy teaching that actually conveys Christ as its intrinsic content. Now, that was more than 30 seconds, but still relatively short. (laughs) But very solid, nonetheless. Let's go back to Witness Lee. Ministering the unsearchable riches of Christ for the building up of the church to fulfill God's eternal purpose. It's not a light matter. I met a good number of good saints. They had the riches of Christ. And they were transparent. Whenever you brought something to them, everything was crystal clear. Why? Because the more riches you have of Christ, the more you are transparent. The riches of Christ make everyone that enjoys these riches so transparent, crystal transparent. We must be like this kind of person. Lord, I like to be a member in your body who has the riches of your life and who is a transparent member. It is this kind of a person that can build up the body to fulfill God's eternal purpose. We have to admit the building up for the fulfillment 
of God's purple is still not too much. This is not so much in our concern. We are for our growth, for our spirituality, and so forth. We do not have much concern for God's eternal purpose by the building up of his people. Why? Just because we are poor and we are opaque. We don't have the riches. So transparent. If we have the riches of Christ and we become transparent, we will be altogether concerned for the building up of the church to fulfill God's purpose. Ron, we were using the terminology uh, imparting Christ. Here he was speaking about ministering the unsearchable riches of Christ, both for the building up of the body. I was impressed by his repeated reference to being transparent. He came back to this term several times. What is it to be a transparent person, Ron, in order to build up the body of Christ for the accomplishment of God's purpose? Uh, Let me respond this way. The Bible ends with a revelation of the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem is neither heaven nor a material city. Rather, it is the consummation of the church as the body of Christ to be the corporate expression of the triune God. One striking characteristic of the New Jerusalem is that the entire city is as clear as glass. It's transparent. This shows that the eternal issue of God's economy with his organic salvation is a corporate expression that is transparent, that's crystal clear. We were created out of the dust of the ground. So in our natural being, we are opaque, even muddy. An opaque person cannot minister Christ by shining forth Christ. Another problem, though, is before we become transparent in the divine life, we just know, if we have advanced to this point in our experience, we have too much mixture, too many elements of self. And these obscure the testimony of Christ, and these damage God's people. But when you meet a truly transparent person, you meet a person who has been dealt with by the cross, who has grown considerably in the divine life, who is constituted with Christ, who is the light of the world and the light of life. It's someone who is in the reality of God's building. And so God can use such a vessel to shine through and thereby minister Christ to those who contact that one. This line of fellowship, both from Brother Lee and from your question in my attempt to respond, This line is very experiential. We just know from experience that the richer one becomes in the experienced and enjoyed Christ, the more selfless, guileless, the more pure, in short, the more transparent and clear that one is. When such a person speaks, there is not only the words, there is the shining forth. To contact such a person is to contact the clarity of God, the brightness of God expressed in a human vessel. And when that happens, Christ is imparted, Christ is ministered. 
Ron, certain persons, and I would say both of us would agree that among them would be Witness Lee. Uh, These persons, their living is their gospel. I highlighted a, a phrase that Witness Lee included in the written life study message. Let me just read this to you and ask you to comment as we close today. He said, uh, concerning my ministry, I often pray this way, Lord, give me the grace to be one spirit with you as I speak. Lord, I pray that you will speak in my speaking. I believe, Lord, that you are one spirit with me. But I ask you, as I minister the word, I shall be one spirit with you. Talk about this uh, this phrase. It's marvelous. It's based upon First uh, Corinthians 6.17, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. It is related to verses such as Second Timothy 4.22, which tells us the Lord is with your spirit, and to the end of Galatians, which assures us that grace is with our spirit. When we minister the word of God for the imparting of Christ, our greatest need is to be actually in Christ, to be one with him by being in the Spirit. Regarding this, Paul said something quite marvelous in 2 Corinthians 4. He said, We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. This means not merely that Paul talked about Christ and didn't talk about himself. It means that his preaching was a display of Christ, an expression of Christ, an exhibition of Christ. It is a sad fact, and I know this from my own history with the Lord. It is a sad fact that many can stand up and preach. They may preach for Christ. They may preach concerning Christ. But they preach themselves while they're speaking. There is an exhibition of the self because they're speaking from the self. The Lord Jesus made this crystal clear in John chapter 7. He said, he who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. That's to express the self. So our brother Lee was a pattern to us who are learning of the Lord to minister on his behalf. He was a pattern of wanting more than anything else to be one with the Lord, not to do anything out from himself, not to speak from himself, but to speak out of this oneness, out of this organic union. When the servants of the Lord learn this lesson, they deny the self, pass through a process of becoming transparent in the divine life with its organic salvation, and live and speak In one spirit with the Lord, Christ is expressed. Christ is glorified. Christ is ministered. And God's people receive what they need more than anything else. Christ himself imparted to them by faithful slaves of God, transparent vessels, ministers of the new covenant. Ron, I think we have had our view of our presenting Christ as the gospel marvelously uplifted today. We've enjoyed our fellowship immensely. Thank you. You're welcome, brother. 
And we hope uh, to have you back tomorrow as we wrap up this third week of our life study of Colossians. We would also hope that you'd contact us. We'll give you our toll-free number here in just a moment. Uh, We invite you to do that because we have such a treasury of riches and marvelous materials to go along with these radio broadcasts. We'd love to tell you about them and tell you how you can receive them. The toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. And our email address is radio at lsm.org. Please join us again tomorrow as we continue with this marvelous life study from Colossians. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you so much for listening. In Colossians, Paul uses a number of special terms for Christ. The portion of the saints, the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Colossians reveals that Christ is profound and all-inclusive. The all-inclusive Christ transcends our understanding. Our need is to be infused, saturated, and permeated with Him until, in our experience, Christ is everything to us, our food, our drink, our feasts, our holy days, our Sabbath, our new moon, our everything. We must not allow anything to replace Christ or to be a substitute for Him. The printed Life Study of Colossians is available in a three-volume set with a total of 65 messages. To order, call 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That number again is 1-888-543-3788.